TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I'll tell you, I am fired up today because how about them Bears? Dan Weeder. Dan Weeder from the Chicago Tribune again. Bears beat report and enterprise writer for the Chicago Tribune. This story by Dan Weeder, it's obviously very well reported covering the bears for 670 the score and 2400 sports i've said this before playing quarterback in the nfl is a lot like marriage it's not about being a hero all the time it's about limiting your mistakes and and if you do make a mistake <laughs> make sure make sure it's not a catastrophic one we'll mention this mainly because chicago tribune writer dan weaver said we would mention this nugget we want it to be a fast friday and a fast focus friday dan weederer his name is dan weederer Weederer time. Weedsy. With Danny and Speeds. Weederer time. Bears. The Take the North pod. Dan Weederer talks football with you. Dan Weederer is with us on the hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. Hello, Dan. Hi, guys. (sighs) Busy week. Busy names. We're waiting for the next piece of news. Do you have... Any gut feeling on a timeline for coordinator hirings for the Bears on either side of the ball? I honestly don't, Danny, and I'm starting to get, um, I don't want to say concerned, but curious about how wide the net is being cast because you have an opportunity here, obviously, to make a hire that's going to be incredibly significant at a time that is incredibly significant for your franchise, and you want to make sure you're being thorough and detailed uh, but I think you would also want to make sure you're being targeted and, and knowing what you want and, and, and going after what you want and trying to, to get yourself across the finish line um, as quickly as possible. I'm, I'm not saying to rush it, but uh, between all the, the organizations that have head coaching vacancies and others that just have offensive coordinator vacancies, this is a competition. Um, and so you have to be aware of those dynamics and try to try to find your way to the end of this Um fairly soon and, and and also make the right decision which is obviously the most important part of the equation yeah it's interesting dan like i i don't uh, peter king pushed back on this idea yesterday with us says it doesn't matter if you wait a month i was looking trying to figure out bobby slowick hired Feb- february 12th last year um now that was a team that hired a new coach obviously in D'Amico ryan's but that's yeah. a first year oc every, every team had their oc in place by at least february 20th i was able to find that so you know, if it's Feb 10 or Feb 15, it's not the worst thing in the world, is it? No, I, I, I'm less worried at the timeline as I am and just making sure and like, look, like I don't have intel right now that tells me exactly what exactly they're targeting and what, you know, their priority A, B, C is. Um, but at some point you're going to have to hire someone and then you're going to have to sell that person, right? Like it's probably going to be more important than ever to have that introductory press conference create a 
wave of energy that tells your audience and your fan base that we know exactly what we're doing because there's a little bit of I don't know if you guys are aware, a little bit of skepticism on whether they know what they're doing in terms of setting up uh, a, a plan to develop a quarterback, no matter who it is. And so there's just a, a lot that goes with this, you know, and, and this is just such an involved off season for them that you have to make sure that you uh, minimize the missteps. And I'm so, yeah, so again, the, you know, the timeline doesn't, I mean, it bothers me personally because I got to stay and tapped into it for another <laughs> three, four weeks, uh, joking, of course. But I think the bigger thing is just making sure that you know what you're after and then go after it and then try to finalize that deal uh, as best you can. How positive are you that there will be a press conference? <laughs> I would because I would have said that there won't I would have said that there won't be. That would be stunning to me to make that decision. Um, it, it, I, but I look who we're talking about. So I, I don't know, but like, this is one of the most significant moves that you're going to make in the calendar year of 2024. If you're not um, able or willing to kind of, you know, look like coaches have odd schedules at this time of year and they have to bounce around. But if you're not willing to carve out a window to, to let the masses know exactly why you made the moves you made and um, to, to introduce this okay. person in their vision and their philosophy, I think it would be a, a, a misstep uh, of major proportions. This is a big, a big time. I, I think, I think you guys have been uh, on top of that and documenting that daily, how big of a time that, and landmark this could be. No question. For the organization. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, it's interesting. Like that would be another time that they would have to, you know, walk or dance the dance, I should say of, of not declaring what they're doing uh, on the quarterback front. And I guess that ties into this. If you are say, Shane Waldron or you're Clint Kubiak and you got a bunch of different people who want you and you're deciding to take the Bears job with a defensive head coach here and all of that. Do you want to know exactly what they're doing? Like, can you really take this job as an offensive coordinator and not know whether you're going to be working with a draft pick or with Justin Fields? Yeah, bingo speaks. And and just to go back one one question, and I'll answer that one. But the reason I laughed at, at your question, Danny, is because I think it was 2015 when they hired John Fox and then ultimately hired Fangio and Adam Gase. And I don't think we talked to Adam Gase for the first time until mid-May. And it was like a stunning thing on the beat that like they had a new offense coordinator of new staff and 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 he was off limits until you know the second OTA or whatever it was. Um to your question, Speaks, I think you would 100% want some form of clarity. Now, is it going to have to be crystallized and 100% clarity on what they're thinking at the quarterback position, or do you just have to have kind of a, a feel for it and take that leap of faith that you will be involved in the process? Because I haven't talked to a single person in the league that wouldn't want some form of say in who it was you were coming in to oversee. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're putting your career in the hands of a lot of other people and you would like to have some sort of influence or at least uh, input uh, to, to setting yourself up to have success. I, I think we, we can all look back on the last two years and realize that the hire they made of Luke Getze was not a marriage with the quarterback that they inherited in Justin Fields. And they spent a lot of two years trying to navigate that and adjust on both sides with asking the quarterback to adjust, asking the coordinator to adjust. And when you're constantly making both sides of that uh, equation adjust, the results are what we just had and you're rebooting again. And so um, they have to be aware of that. One of the more 
bothersome nuggets that came out of the press conference a week and a half ago was when Ryan Poles was asked about how are you going to get the coaching staff right this time when 10 of Matt's original staff are no longer part of the organization. And his answer was something to the effect of, well, it was kind of rushed. We were both getting our, our feet on the ground and, and trying to um, reach out to a lot of coaches in a lot of different directions. And, and, you know, it was really busy back then. Well, yeah, like that's, that's the business. And so you better be able to, um, make this next hire with with everybody in lockstep and that person that you are hiring having some feel for what they're actually getting into because again when, when you ask a coordinator to inherit a quarterback that doesn't quite mix up with what they're comfortable doing when both sides are uncomfortable there's a lot of discomfort and a lot of discomfort leads to a lot of weird feelings in this city when we've been talking about ocs dan weederer we've been talking about wanting somebody who has experience calling plays um, the idea of somebody who is has been the offensive coordinator under a defensive head coach before is intriguing um, because they can run the room and let Matt Eberflus do what he needs to do for the most part. We've ended up liking names like Shane Waldron, Clint Kubiak a little bit, and... Um, uh, it was a third. Oh, uh, Shane Waldron, Clint Kubiak. What was the other one that we talked about? Got a, you feeling good about Kingsbury? So or? yeah, Kingsbury. So so anyway, so those three names have been the ones that we've kind of sure. ended up focusing on the most. Do you have anybody that you like, and what other characteristics are there other than the ones we mentioned? I don't have a strong lean. Um, again, like I, I want this all to be synchronized with a vision of who's going to be playing quarterback for you. And then what, what, what will bring out the best in that quarterback? Like that's one of the things in NFL circles that just gets constantly um, missed. And it's a hard riddle to solve, but it's so paramount to being successful as an organization is making sure that you have things in place to bring out the best in the quarterback that, that is playing for you. I, I go back to, to 2018 and I think about the internal celebration that was had at Hellas Hall when Matt Nagy was able to convince Vic Fangio to stick around to be his defensive coordinator. <laughs> and it, it's what you just talked about, Speaks. It's, it's the ability to, to be like, okay, like this dude's going to be able to go handle that. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't have to uh, spend any sleepless nights worrying that, that, that Vic's going to have total command of the defensive room, have total understanding of what he's trying to get done, total experience to propel things in that direction and so if if matt was able to find somebody like that that's a hard ask obviously to to run, run his offense that would be fantastic now again you are competing now against more than a dozen other teams to to land a coordinator for 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 your for your building and so um you got to be aware of that that you're, you're not all this isn't uh a draft. This is a lot more like free agency where you're going to have to be aggressive and calculated and um, sell things to people so that they are convinced that, that you have their career livelihood in, in uh, it's in their best interest to come join you. Few procedural things. Um, so I think that Kingsbury makes nine, nine reported guys linked to Correct. the job. Have yeah. you talked to anyone around anyone who has interviewed to get any sort of logistical things like, Who's leading the interview? Is it really Matt Eberflus's decision? Is it more Matt uh, Ryan Poles' decision? Like, have you been able to do any reporting on any of the nine interviews to reveal some of the procedural things that might be of interest? It's my understanding, Danny, that this will be um, a collaborative effort with Matt obviously having 
the opportunity to make the hire. But it, he and Ryan are together. Uh, they've been on the West Coast uh, for, for most of the past, you know, nine days or whatever it's been. Um, obviously out there with Kingsbury today, they went through Seattle with Waldron and Olsen and, and they had Kubiak and we've talked about Zach Robinson. And, um, you know, I joked with David on the podcast this afternoon that maybe they're just going to take, you know, a week in each time zone and make their way back across the East. And they'll wind up with Daryl Bevel and Frank Smith in Miami in four <laughs> weeks. And we'll, we'll, we'll be canvassing it. Uh, I don't think that's the way it's going to go, but they, they've certainly spent a lot of time out West here recently. And um, you, you know, I, I get the sense to your first question that it will be Matt's decision, but that these two guys obviously are, are, are married together, um, you know, and, and Ryan put that vote of confidence in Matt by retaining him. And so they're going to work through all this together. It really bothered Olin Krutz that Chris Morgan uh, was retained because he says that the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach is the most important marriage among a coaching staff. And even though he likes Morgan as an offensive line coach, he says that further complicates and muddies the water with your coordinator hire. Have you heard anything like that? Do yes. you agree? Yeah, he's correct on that, 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 that it, it, you used a good phrase there, muddies the water. It just makes it a little more complicated. There are going to be people that are resistant to not having full say of the staff that they are going to put be put together with because you have to this league and and a few weeks ago when i had that full piece with a, a lot of sourced info from around the league about the quarterback position one of the things that came up consistently was what came out of some of the dysfunction in carolina this year with a, a, a staff that was kind of put together with a lot of people that hadn't previously worked with one another and then when things get a little bit bumpy and you don't have that full command and trust within your your room people start looking over each other's shoulders there's certain people talking to certain people in management blaming certain things on certain people and it gets to be really unhealthy and uncomfortable really quickly and so um whoever is hired as coordinator is going to have to have a really strong feeling about, okay, Jim Dre and, and Chris Morgan are the, the staff members that I was told I'm inheriting. And I bet I better feel like I can have a strong working relationship with them in a way that puts our, our team in, in the best possible position to succeed. That may turn off a handful of candidates that say, look, like I, I want, I would like to do this with my guys. You know, I would like to do it with people I know and trust because you guys both know that the shelf life is very short here if you're not having success right away. And so you want to do that on your terms as much as is allowed. And so some people might say, thanks for the interview, but I've got opportunities at one of these other 13 organizations. And, I, and I'm going to explore that further because I'd rather have full control of, of the entirety of my offensive staff. Last one from me on the coordinators. What do you hear from people around the league on Kingsbury? You know, I haven't dug that deep on it, so I wouldn't want to uh, okay. sit here and 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 bluster on it. Like, I, I think that obviously the, for our purposes here, the Caleb Williams connection is significant, right? And And you would be hopefully – more quickly crossing a bridge if you decide to draft Caleb Williams at number one to making him feel comfortable in your building and making him feel like he's alongside someone that's got his back, you know, because he's been through it and they've built that bond and that trust doesn't require months and in some cases more than a year to build to a point where it's um, strong and successful. And so, um, yeah, look, like I, I, I'm eager to know not only who they hire, but just kind of their processes of going through that and to your, to your first question on how open they've 
been able to be about their their vision at the quarterback position. It's it, 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 as opportunity filled as this offseason is. It's got some complicated layers to it, and you don't always trust the Bears to not be clumsy through some of the the complicated layers. And this is a time where they absolutely have to be graceful in dealing with all that. Well, and it's it's obviously an opportunity one would assume to ask Cliff Kingsbury as much about Caleb Williams as you like during that interview. A hundred percent. And 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 David and I talked about that where you really have. Uh, it's a no lose situation to sit down with him for a long period of time and, and fill up your notebook, you know, and then get in the car as soon as you leave, whatever venue you've interviewed him at and, and just let it all out in the front seat, you know, whoever's driving, whoever's riding shotgun, let's talk about Mm -hmm. what we just learned in there. Let's crystallize this really quickly because this is not only an interview for an offensive coordinator position. This is incredibly valuable draft Intel. That's going to help us over the next 90 plus days to, to, to reach the best possible decision for our organization. And so to that end, like spend 10 hours with Cliff Kingsbury, if you want, because this is a a huge, huge part of the process. So switching gears here, uh, Ted Phillips had been the contract negotiator until Jerry Angelo got here and what 2002 and cliff stein took over and has been the contract guy for 22 years now he's gone um what do you make of that is it part of kevin warren's uh painstaking evaluation of all 211 employees um or or not from your perspective well in 2015 or 16 it was i think it was 2015 it was um ryan pace kind of moved cliff over into a role where he was not having a, a, an active role in contract negotiation. He had kind of slid over into a legal counsel role and Joey Lane came in and handled that for pretty much the entirety of Pace's time as general manager. And then Cliff slid back in when when Ryan Poles was hired and, and, and Ryan brought in Matt Feinstein, who he had familiarity and a relationship with. And those guys had been kind of working in concert um, on contract negotiation. I think that the, the, the one significant conclusion to Cliff's departure is this is a guy who was incredibly well respected inside the building, um, been there for an awfully long time and, and, and had a lot of um, allies inside the building. And it, it's just a, a, a signal of change inside that building, which we all knew was coming a year ago when Kevin was hired, that he was going to go through this thorough uh, with a detailed lens on every single department in the building. And I think you're, you know, you're going to look at the organizational chart a year from now and compare it to when, um, you know, Kevin got here and go, whoa, you know, like that's a lot of change. It's a lot of turnover, but it in some ways should be healthy turnover. If you're identifying areas where you think you can be stronger, where you think you can bring in, um, you know, people that, that can push you toward the direction that you want to go in. And and so like this will (laughs) Cliff Stein will not be uh, the last name on that list of people where you go, huh, that's a long time bears employee. That's no longer there. So, In a few minutes, we are going to talk to Randy Trivers, who is Caleb Williams' coach uh, in high school. Nice. What would you want to know? What are your Caleb Williams questions that cannot be answered by film? Well, yeah, look, and that, that, like, you guys are on top of this really well in terms of how much needs to go into the DNA study and the the wiring study. And so I'd, I'd want to know during their time together, all the things that we talk about, a young man's ability to handle pressure, a young man's ability to handle criticism, a young man's ability to handle the criticism that comes after he's failed, you know, and, and, and you know, there's so, so many things to what Ryan Poles laid out a week and a half ago in terms of the, the person and, 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 and the person in this particular market, in this particular role of QB1 of the Chicago Bears that you have to be rock solid sure about. You guys are following some of the, mythology that mushrooms up on social media about 
who he is and who he isn't, right? Like there's a lot of fact and fiction that needs to be filtered from one another, if that makes sense. There's a lot of things that, that have taken on a life of their own on social media that you talk to people that know Caleb Williams and they're like, well, wait, that, that's not that's not an issue. That's a fabrication that that has blossomed to life on social media. What, you know, one of the questions that that I think that I hear consistently from execs in the league is, does the does Caleb's wire Caleb Williams' wiring allow him to pursue his goal of being the, the greatest quarterback to ever play in a way that is tunnel visioned and doesn't create distraction in terms of all the marketing opportunity that uh he may want or ultimately be, you know, magnetized to? Does he he have the ability to understand that for the first couple of years in the league, succeeding as an NFL quarterback is really hard? It's like skiing the you know super g slalom at the olympics and you can't afford to kind of look over your shoulder here or you're crashing through that orange fence and your skis are 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 pretzeled up so i i just want to know like is is it sincere and does he have the infrastructure around him to to allow him the luxury of just being micro focused on being the best quarterback he can be as a rookie as a second year player in a way that does what you know like patrick mahomes had a lot of success and then all that stuff came to his doorstep and he's able to cash in on all the marketing opportunities and everything else that's there for him. But it wasn't his sole focus in his, you know, it wasn't a focus at all for him in his first, second, and even well into his third year in the league. Dan Weeder of the Take the North podcast, the Trib and the score. Yeah, no time off, man. They've got, they got, <laughs> they got coordinators to hire. we got oh, draft it's, it's, debates to have. It's nuts. And, and, and tell Coach Travers that uh, he can expect a call from me in the, the coming months as well. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll do so. Thank you. That All right, is, fellas. Have a good one. All right. That's Dan Weederer. You know, Caleb Williams' hunger for dollars and endorsements and everything, when you put it up against, you know, college existence, I mean, there's NIL money, but there's also the chase for all of this stuff. All of a sudden, you get to the pros. I, I wonder if you would shut things down a, a little bit at that point. I have no idea. I don't think this guy will be able to answer that. No, but but it's just interesting that I don't you know. think about in terms of the hunger and the the thirst for that amidst football life. Yeah, we'll do a ton of stuff on the playoff games this weekend in the five o'clock hour. But uh, Shane's talked to this guy on the phone. He says he's a very compelling listen. Uh, he's in touch with Caleb Williams, and he coached him in high school to a state championship. And we're gonna just do our first of hopefully many deep dives into who uh, many are expecting to be the Bears' next quarterback. Caleb's high school coach, Randy Trivers, next on The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 